0: Welcome to Something Positive for Positive People. I'm Courtney Brain. Something Positive for Positive People is a 501c3 nonprofit organization that connects people navigating herpes stigma to support resources. This includes community resources that talk about different ways of sharing your STI status with someone, as well as mental health services. If you want to support our cause, you can go to Venmo or Cash App and donate to Courtney Brain and just put donation in the title because I also use Venmo and Cash App for uh, other work related stuff, just uh, non nonprofit stuff. I'll always uh, separate the two and then paypal.com slash SPFPP. Or if you want to commit to a more long-term donation plan, then you can visit our Patreon page, which is just patreon.com slash SPFPP. Also please like, rate and review the podcast on whatever format you're listening on. I normally say that at the end of the podcast, but want to get that in early in the event that you just so happen to be on that page and you can just hit the leave a review button in order to help us with being discovered by other people who can benefit from what it is that we have going on. Today's guest is Liam and as You may have already heard uh, throughout listening to more recent podcast episodes, there was a series on discordant dating where one partner didn't have herpes or hadn't shown any symptoms or tested positive for it whereas the other partner was aware of their positive status. And the overall intention of this series was to not only offer people living with herpes an opportunity to get an inside look at the perspective of the person who is dating the person who's positive for herpes, but also for this to be a really useful tool for sharing with a partner who you might be disclosing your status to, who hadn't had any experience like this. And so I recently, recently at the time of this recording, because this will be up in April, May, um, I made a post just inviting people who are dating or in relationships with a partner who is positive for herpes to come onto the podcast and just share their experience. I received a decent amount of interest from people. I was very shocked at how many people wanted to take part in this, just talking about different things from what made them uh, decide to move forward? How did they feel about the way that their partner shared their status with them? Uh, d- d- deciding to use or not use condoms or their comfort with their partner taking antivirals. And these are all just general curiosities that come from people who do have herpes, who are curious about uh, the perspective of a person who is dating someone who has herpes while they have yet to express any symptoms or test positive. So our guest today is Liam and Liam is dating someone who has disclosed their positive herpes status to him. And we're just going to go into it there. Um, How did your partner tell you that they had herpes?
1: It's like, you know, you know, hopefully hooking up like pretty pretty soon, the next day or two or something. And it was like, hey, you know, but there's some shit we need to talk about first. And it's like, so this is what I got, this is what's going on. Um, you know, not not flared up, not whatever, but just so you know, you know, I didn't really have a chance to make an informed decision when I got it and just trying to make hella sure that it, you got a chance to kind of wrap your head around this before we're all, you know, in the middle of things and you're trying to be like, oh, yeah, totally, you know? And, uh, and yeah, that was pretty much it. You know, it was just super cool, super kind of straightforward. And also, but like, really, like, I thought it was hella cool. There was a whole lot of vulnerability on their, their part, but also, like, um, really making it easy to be like, isn't out if you feel uncomfortable you don't have to feel like whatever Paint into a corner you got to say this or do this it's just like this is what's up and like if that's not cool like you'll have that dude you know if it is and fucking a
0: thank you for sharing that uh I like what you said about not feeling like you were backed into a corner. You had an out, basically, because I know that as I speak on this podcast, I try and communicate with people to be as objective as you can. Just share the facts, the information and anything else is just icing on the cake. Like if you want to add more to it, then you are more than welcome to. But I like how you said um, That they gave you sort of an out Like you didn't feel pressured To have any sort of particular response You were free to choose Your response Uh, I'd like to know what did that do for you Being given that sort of Out you know if you're not interested You know because it is here's your chance Like I'm not going to feel any way about it Here you go Um I mean I think In general like I I been, like, hella fucking impressed with, like, how they carried themselves and conducted themselves in general. I like like, you know, um, this person got, like, hella fucking integrity, you know, in general. Like, I have just been super fucking impressed. And it's just kind of like, oh, can I, sorry, the I have to custom make this stuff to edit, uh, whatever. Um, but I, uh, but, like, you really just kind of doubled down on that, you, you know, just the way that it was, like, share some vulnerable shit that like definitely can get some negative reactions or ignorant reactions you know and also like still
1: having that space to be hella considerate me like it just kind of doubled down on that like like i got a huge fucking crush on you you know on this gal and also like that did nothing to it (laughs) to decrease it that's what i was like that's hella fucking cool dude and i like really really fucking appreciate that and it's like I don't know it's like well I guess you know I didn't know I could trust you more but it's like yeah that's, that's fucking for real and it's like honestly I'm a little ignorant um, on the particulars of safe sex with uh, you know um, herpes and so if you could kind of help give me a rundown <laughs> what's smart what's stupid what's whatever so I don't have to go in Venus for the next hour and be like I don't know that's probably good, you know? I'm like, then I'm fucking down. That's that's all I'm really concerned about is like, so what does it look like to be kind of responsible right now? And otherwise, like,
0: let's go, you know? Yeah, so that vulnerability, that moment, helped you establish a greater sense of trust with this partner. Yeah, that vulnerability, and then like paired with, in that vulnerability, still holding that fucking consideration to be like i'm gonna be hella vulnerable and also
1: make damn sure that if you're uncomfortable you're whatever you're not just like oh i feel like i feel some kind of way because you're being vulnerable so this is how i must respond or you know should respond
0: whatever the hell yeah that's cool you were given the freedom to have your reaction and your reaction was just warmth and receptiveness to This doubling down on this person being exactly who you thought of them to be. I think that oftentimes I see people try and overcompensate for any sort of shortcoming, and we'll use herpes here, but this can be anything, an insecurity in finances, that's me, an insecurity in perhaps the way they look, their body, maybe having changed throughout the course of the pandemic, Uh, the way that they um, present themselves is very on 10, and being on 10 all the time is not a sustainable place to be. So when we are able to maintain a level of consistency of integrity integrity is something that is an intangible aspect of a person's identity you saw integrity in this person and it was just validated by their willingness their vulnerability to share their status with you and go into the additional details that they shared with you about it is that accurate yeah nah, for real cool now As far as navigating it, I know that you said that they doubled down or uh, that your trust essentially became greater in them. So as you navigated an intimate relationship with them, what was your comfort level in the beginning around having sex with this person who has herpes, And what is it now that time has passed? Has it changed at all? Has it been the same? What are your thoughts about having sex with someone who has herpes as someone who hasn't at least tested positive at this point?
1: Um, I mean, I think I was like, I think the very first time, like there was a little trepidation just because of like, man, I had horrible fucking sex ed you know horrible you know i'm like i read this i read that i'm like so i know stuff you know and it's like okay so i'm like yeah like okay so it's like this is all you gotta do you know you gotta wear a condom you gotta whatever i'm like okay well fuck and it's like i don't know i'm a i'm an old firefighter and uh so i'm pretty used to like numbers games and it's like you just
0: mitigations and nothing's 100 that's for real but um yeah, i like the odds yeah. you know and it's like yeah i like the odds i think that's what we'll call this podcast episode when you look at when you look at the odds it's a matter of just weighing what those odds are what the risk is uh up against how you view the person And there's something that's really deep in what I'm trying to uh, come across here based on our dialogue and what you just shared. And I think that it speaks volumes to how much it is that you like somebody. If you just like someone, there's nothing that can make you not like that person unless there's an inconsistency with the reasons that you like that person. So if this person you, you were really drawn to their integrity if there was something that they did like let's say you caught them in a, a a lie like a horrible lie with someone that may shake up your perception of them in being a person of integrity but for them to maintain the consistency of that integrity and you being attracted to that the attraction growing along with the integrity that's being demonstrated someone having herpes, that doesn't directly conflict with their integrity. And this is the example that I'm pulling from, because if you measure up Your identity, why a person may like you, what makes you like a person, and you ask yourself, does a herpes diagnosis directly conflict with that consistency of being? Then you see just how insignificant it is to place the value of a person on their health status, their STI status. I think that makes sense. What do you think? (laughs)
1: No, 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 for real. It's like, yeah, I mean, I think it, it, it kind of speaks to, we're just saying with, like, this poor sex ed and, and uh, just general ignorance and stigma that, like, it's even something that we're spending as much time, like, kind of thinking over, really, you know, because it's like, do I want this? No. This is the end of the, fu- the, <laughs> the world? No. Okay. So, what's the mitigations? And and like you say, it's like, what
0: do you think about this person? How do you how do you feel about this person? Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You said that you had piss poor sex at uh, up until this point. Do you feel like your sexual education or communication skills got better or worse, or did they stay the same since having met this person and started dating someone who's living with herpes? years they've been improving I think I think more than anything since I met this person um back to like you know being hella impressed with their like integrity and whatnot like there was a real like comfort level and trust like not just you know not just like I love you or
1: you know whatever but like like observing how they conduct themselves and it's like That's solid, you know, in a lot of different ways. And it's like, so it took a lot of things that I think like that kind of like pretty lacking sex ed and just like general ignorance that like a bunch of, uh, you know, common like tropes and and, uh, misrepresentations kind of fill in the blanks on a lot of times. Um, It took stuff like that. that Maybe, maybe I'd be more inclined to be like, I'm a little uncomfortable asking because all that I know is like a you know, some kind of stupid kind of whatever about this, and that's it, and, like, but I feel embarrassed to ask it, or I, I, I'm i ignorant about this, and I think, you know, whatever, like, that kind of stuff that, like, I think comes hand in hand with that, you know, decent intent, but overall pretty damn ignorant in a lot of ways, um, was hella negated on the front end by just, just like, having such, like, a deep comfort level with this person and being like, They're actually hella cool when you can just be like and very upfront about like if you have a question about this or anything, you should just ask the question and then you go from there and it's like, I mean that makes a lot of sense to me. (laughs) You know? And it's like so I think that really kinda set the um yeah, kinda set things up to just kinda have way more frank and just like inquisitive as opposed to
0: charge kind of conversations. So you were already on the path of becoming more informed, more educated, and then you came into contact with this person. Yeah. Perfect. So that that's very consistent with other interviews that I've done here, is that there's a level of education and certainty in what's important to you in a partner that tends to factor in when someone is making a decision to move forward with someone despite their herpes diagnosis. This is something that directly challenges the stigma of people who have herpes being unsafe or being people who uh, are not, uh, they're, they're promiscuous, unsafe, indecisive about partnership like just not trustworthy essentially is what stigma says but here you are saying that this person that you trusted and you had a crush on them and you admire their integrity this person just how happens to have herpes, which directly defies what the stigma has to say about people who are living with herpes. So the consistency of being able to filter educated partners or being a partner who is a little bit more informed about how sex education has led us down to this point and how we can do better on our own, utilizing the resources that are available to us and having dialogue with sexual partners around STIs, around all of the other aspects of experiencing pleasure in a safe way with one another. These are the things to also take into consideration when Considering dating someone with herpes if you don't have it, or if you're someone who does have herpes, filtering in partners who have this level of communication. Has there been a time at all where you may have felt like you had herpes after having had sex with your partner? Since we started having sex in that relationship, it's been a month, month and a half. Okay. You know, so I haven't been having long, but yeah, no. All right. And is the comfort building over time as you continue to have sex with them? Or is it just kind of layered out? Uh, is it just consistently, uh, you know, this isn't really any different than having sex, period. to phrase the question in a better way is having sex with someone who has herpes different than having sex with someone who doesn't have herpes in your experience. No, I mean, really it was just like initial kind of like an hour or two kind of before, um, You know, we got together, it was like, okay, well, you have herpes, let me
1: run through what's safe, not safe, whatever. So, like, a little trepidation then. Um, I wouldn't even say a lot, but a little. Um, But since then, like, it's like, I mean, it is what it is, you know. You got integrity, you pay attention to your body.
0: Uh, way to drive that point home. I mean, it's really about there, there's not really much more to cover here. It's do you like the person? And then are you informed about what the possible risks are? And are you aware of how to mitigate those risks? And yeah, I, I don't know, man. Is there is there anything else that you want to add to this? Because, again, this is a conversation that I'm finding there. The patterns are. Liking the person, education—that's it. Do you? It's not even about uh, herpes necessarily. It's about the compatibility and understanding of how to navigate the discussions around it. Anything that you want to add about your experience at all?
1: three help lay the groundwork for just kind of the the ease of this conversation you know along with just having like such an easy comfort and trust with uh you know yeah with the person I'm dating
0: do you have any advice or guidance for someone who may be listening to this podcast episode and they are considering dating someone who has herpes
1: should and two to make hella sure that you're not taking out your 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 ignorance or your discomfort on this person that's being like hella for real with you. you you know like I mean I think that's really it it's just like separate to me it's like separating those out into like this is how I feel about this person this is how I what I feel I know about herpes or you know in general and this is what I feel about risks or not or whatever whatever will give me trepidation you know and uh, to me I think you just kind of dig into those how you feel about all oh, that's going to be different you know you go from there
0: Thank you, Liam, my man. I appreciate you taking the time to hop on here and give me your insight. Uh, Thank you. Thank your partner. I appreciate her connecting us together as well in order to just really drive this point home. So um, I'm going to stay on here. I'm going to talk a lot more. And then, uh, yeah, I'll let you go and get ready for work. But like I said, thank you. Can I I say one last thing? Yeah, you sure can. So... uh... Sister actually turned me on to your uh, your account. She's a she's a nurse practitioner, and the the, the training they get in school is <laughs> pretty bad as far as like STIs,
1: and you know, so part of her like trying to be like a more well rounded professional um, and like a better resource to like her patients and whatnot that got a uh, STIs and stuff. She was like. This is definitely, you know, an account that I follow that helps me
0: just kind of like helps the perspective a lot. So, man, thank you. I yeah. appreciate that. I need to make sure I'm more mindful in the stuff I post because it's not always very professional. <laughs> so I'm going <laughs> to take that. I would take that into consideration moving forward for sure. Um Because I guess now, like, that's just the point we're at. Like, I want to continue to create allyship, you know, extending beyond just people who are living with STIs, but also being able to make some sort of mobilization occur within the health space. Being able to connect with nurse practitioners, medical organizations and health experts in general in order to make this thing more of what it already is and just more impactful and efficient. So thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, All right, Liam, my man, take care. All right. All right. Thanks. Thank you. All right. So just Uh, That was a pretty short interview because the answers that Liam gave are congruent with what's been coming up in the Discord and dating series. If you're someone who is listening to this and you have not tested positive or shown symptoms for HSV, thank you for being here. Thank you for being willing to. Become an ally, like your presence here demonstrates allyship. You could have very easily after having been disclosed to just been like, nah, I ain't dealing with that and just avoided any additional understanding or education of what it would be like or could be like to date someone who is living with herpes. If you are someone who is living with herpes, Hopefully this opens up your perspective to where you don't feel like you can only date someone with herpes. I want you to know that you have options. You can make a choice in how you choose to navigate the realm of dating, having a positive herpes diagnosis. You're not the only one. While we may not know many people in our day to day personal lives who are living with herpes, we all know someone who is living with herpes. And it's just a matter of education and the way that we speak to education now really revolves around unlearning. It's unlearning that STIs all show symptoms. It's unlearning language that is non-inclusive to the people who have lived experiences with sexually transmitted infections. It's unlearning this belief that condoms protect you from everything. It's unlearning that when you ask for an STD test, that you're being tested for everything. There is far more to take into consideration when we are having any sort of an interaction with someone who has herpes or if it's going to be, a se- and, and when I say any sort of interaction, I mean sexual interaction. I don't know why I said any interaction as if us bu- pa- passing by each other on the street has any value uh, or relevance <laughs> compared to uh, having sex, right? This is really about how we view sex. It's about how we view relationships. Is this someone I want to be with? And do I have as much information as I can have about allowing myself to move forward, whichever direction I go? I think one thing that Liam said, and I mentioned this in the podcast episode about having an out, there's better language for it, but that really is about being given a choice in how to navigate this moving forward, like not to feel stuck with, oh, I'm going to feel like a bad person if I say, no, I don't want to move forward. That's not the case. We're human beings. We all have our feelings and we all have a right to our feelings. So don't feel like you have to give an answer right then and there on whether or not to move forward, but please just give an answer. Whether that be, hey, you know, I'd rather not so that people aren't stuck on, oh, my God, this person doesn't like me because of my herpes status. If you're just not compatible, then share that. Like, if that seems like an easy out to just blame the herpes, please don't do that to people. (laughs) Let them know, hey, I don't think that you have integrity or, hey, I don't think that we're in line long term with what it is that we want from each other. You can be real about that. And that's one thing that I'm finding that people really struggle with is just being real. If you don't know what you want, you can say you don't know what you want. If you want something that the other person uh, in front of you or that you're dating is unable to provide you with, then you can express that. If that feels like a vulnerable thing and saying no because you have herpes is a cop out or just not communicating at all after a person discloses, then there's some work for you to do within yourself. So please, please just be real, be, be honest. All right. Be honest with yourself so that you can be honest with the other person. And regardless of how someone's feelings are going to be like, yeah, nobody likes rejection. Rejection sucks. But if the rejection is going to occur, let it be real. That concludes this episode of Something Positive for Positive People. Please like, rate, review, subscribe to share this podcast, however you're listening to it. If you have found value in any of the podcast episodes or resources that we provide, I ask that you consider making a donation, uh, Venmo and Cash App um, at Courtney Brame, just C-O-U-R-T-N-E-Y-B-R-A-M-E, all one word, no special characters, and just put donation in the comments and I'll know where to direct it. If you want to become a more long-term subscriber in the donation realm, uh, there's a Patreon page, patreon.com SPFPP, and then the PayPal is just paypal.com SPFPP if you are not in the United States. Till next time, stay sex positive.